Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I have something I want to share with you before we get into today's episode. And it's something that I'm only sharing with you, the podcast community, because I know that those of you who listen to the podcast are typically the smarter and uh, more intelligent among all of us, right? <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, but also uh, the data do kind of support that about podcast listeners. So what I want to share with you today is that over the coming next few months into 2022, we're going to be heavily investing in community. That's a big thing that you're going to be hearing more from me about as we kind of lead the OptiChannel movement. So we're going to be investing in building the OptiChannel community and really supporting the commercial printers and the agencies and the brands that are embracing OptiChannel. And as we do that, not only are we going to invest in our clients and our partners, but also helping our clients do the same, helping them strengthen the community around them, their customer base. And the reason why we do that is because we believe strongly in this idea of building evangelists through community. That's something we'll talk more about later, probably in another episode. But the reason why I bring all of that to you and I share that with you today is because today's episode is an example of that. This is a private invite only mastermind that I'm sharing with you. And it's one that we host for a client. The client's name is The Best Postcards. We've had a few of their masterminds on the podcast before. I think maybe two or three others uh, that we've shared with you. And this company, The Best Postcards, focuses on home services companies. So that's like HVAC, plumbing, windows and doors, companies like that. And so in this mastermind that I get to facilitate, I'm going to drop you right into the middle of the conversation where we talk about the industry trends that are impacting this segment of the market. We're gonna look at new direct mail campaign promos that they're running and kind of hear how they think about those. And my job as the moderator is to draw out comments and engage the audience to help them learn from each other. And so you're gonna hear from a variety of business leaders on the call about how they're thinking about driving sales, how they're thinking about generating leads, how they use direct mail to do that how they comp their teams. And it's a really interesting insight into not only how organizations are thinking about servicing their clients, like the best postcards, but you're also going to hear from the end customer around how they're looking at print, how they're looking at digital, and how they're using all of those together. So I hope you find as much value in this as the participants do from this meeting. I just exited it right now. And so I'm excited to have you there with me. Let's go ahead and drop right into the meeting. Here we go. A little while back, Drew asked me if I would help moderate these discussions. It's an honor to be able to pull this group together, not only because of uh, my affinity for the best postcards and the team that uh, they've assembled, but also because of all of you. And I love being able to pull this group together, business owners and leaders, and help you learn from one another to drive sales and grow your businesses. This is stuff that I'm passionate about, and I know Drew and his whole crew are as well. The goal of this session as I mentioned a moment ago, is to help build an ecosystem, a support system of friends and colleagues who can come together to help drive this industry forward. This is really a unique angle that Drew and the Best Postcards have, and it's my job here in this session today to help foster this community uh, to bring us all closer together. I'm gonna have Drew uh, give us a couple of insights, things that he's seeing across the industry that I think you all need to, uh, to dial into. And then we're going to take a look at the October and November mailers. Uh, those are some really interesting campaigns and, and programs that 
many of you are, are already looking at and aware of, but there's some insights that I want to bring you and some discussion we want to have around those that I think everybody will benefit from. Then we're going to try to leave as much time as possible for Q&A. Again, this is a two-way conversation. I'm going to start us off here, but I want all of you involved. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to bring Andrew Edinger up on the floor here, so to speak. And the reason for that, obviously, is this is Andrew's show. I just get to moderate here. Uh, but I think it's really important that we get to hear from Andrew as to what he and his team are seeing across the industry. And given that we're all in the foxhole every day, we're building our businesses and working hard, uh, he has the advantage of being able to like helicopter view over that and see across hundreds of companies and uh, a variety of industries. Andrew, thank you for being here. Thank you for uh, allowing me to host this. First off, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How's everybody awesome. doing? Looks like everyone's uh, ready to have some fun here. So first question I have for you, Drew, is across many industries, including those that are gathered here right now, I am hearing that there's a lot of issues related to the, uh, the nation's supply chain, whether that be shortages of, of paper, uh, shortages in people, slowdowns in mail, difficulty in getting equipment, uh, and the list just goes on. So I'm curious if you can tell us, what are you seeing from your vantage about that? What are you seeing as in regards to the supply chain on the whole? Our client base as a whole, obviously our niche is we love the HVAC industry. We love how we get to be so interactive with our partners, but we don't have a client who's not suffering a supply chain issue, whether it be automobile dealerships with chips or uh, window companies with windows. In the print industry, if you don't have paper, you're 12 weeks out. You're out of business right now. If you didn't own a million dollar pile of paper that you saved up for three to four months worth of work, you're, you, there's nothing you can do right now. We also noticed that, I, and I expected a little bit more problems being on the USPS side, but we purposely went out and go and get some FedEx who's the most recognizable name in the industry, has the highest tracking ability. It's also the most expensive, but we use them to send our packages and it's so we can track them. And no client wants to hear this. Everybody's good with it being two or three days off, but we're starting to see a small percentage and it's still a small percentage, but it is a, enough that makes you concerned. We're seeing packages and FedEx for tracking is pending for 13 days. And mm. for 13 days, we're calling the FedEx and asking where the packages are. And we get different people every day. We get different answers every day. The good news is that all mail has been delivered. I ultimately am a believer that if you put mail out every month, that you're going to get your year's worth of business and nobody's gonna not call you to use a coupon whether it's three months ago or, but I do realize that clients want to see their mail get in homes timely. It's just that it's one of those positions where we've printed, we've executed, we've got the mail approved, we paid for it. We put it on a FedEx truck. Barring that, nobody, it's not like no client would take this as an answer. But barring that, there's not much we can do. Got it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. as far as we can take. We don't deliver the mail. So we're happy to sp spend hours on the phone tracking, calling post office FedEx. You cautioned them that this year that we're in right now, 2021, is a white hot year. And what we see this year may not be what we see next year. 
in terms of performance across home services on the whole. And so I'm curious, just to follow up on that, do you see any signs in the home improvement spending that the uh, the consumer is doing that shows that things are changing or maybe cooling down in any way? What are you seeing there? A lot of my home improvement people don't have product to sell, but the real estate market's slowing down or maybe it's still red hot, but it's definitely not the point where you can go in and overbid and then walk in and say, I want new windows, I want new refrigerators, I want new air conditioner systems. So I think people who will tell me now that I'm booked out for a month and I don't want to do a rebate like in November, which I've heard from a few people, I think you're crazy. I think you need to be advertising that now for when that runs out. So you're always advertising for the future business. But I have seen a little bit of a slowdown, but it's not on the, I've seen people slow down and getting calls, but I, people aren't able to do jobs. Got it. Got it. And I see in terms of the uh, first question I asked you, John's saying we haven't had a huge problem this year with the exception of skilled labor. Tom Casey says, I see shortages across the board. We need to pre-plan and load up. Ron, it looks like you've had some minor issues. Rich says equipment shortages. And Ed is saying yes to all of the above. Yes, all of the above. Thank you, Drew, for giving that insight. Next up here, what I want to do is I want to get into uh, what we're calling the October buyback promo. What you see on the screen is the front and back of the bifold. Here is an example of the 11 and a half by six uh, client mailer. We've got Tom there on the front of that mailer. What I think it's really important to do here is talk a little bit about this buyback aspect that you see here. Uh, to make sure that everyone's thinking about how we can extract maximum value from all of this. Uh, what I'm going to do to give you some insight is actually have Tom Casey, who's here on the call with us. I'm going to uh, share a internal video that he did for his team. And he records these videos to help his team understand how to support these campaigns. And I'm sharing it with you. Uh, Tom has given us permission to share it so that you can learn from one of the best in terms of how they extract maximum value from this. I got to say that when I first saw this program, this mailer, I thought, I literally thought, have you lost your mind? <laughs> that was a thought that went through my head. I was curious as I was looking at it, how do you make this program boom, as you say? In other words, how does it make sense? And as you shared the idea, and as I watched your internal training video, and what I hope everyone else here sees as well, is not only does this campaign give us the ability to build brand, and generate leads, but it also does other things like give you insight into how your competitors charge, as an example, something that I think a lot of folks are certainly should be interested in. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna bring the video up here on the screen. Everyone will be able to see it here in just a second. And I want you to watch this internal coaching video that Tom has allowed us to share. After uh, he's done speaking here, we're gonna spend a few minutes talking about this. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this and check out how he does this. Hey guys, I want to talk to you about our October promo and you know what it is. You can handle the incoming calls. You can talk to our customers. You can talk to our prospects and get the rationale and be able to do a good job explaining it. We'll update the scripting and stuff so we have a real dialed in message in the call center. But in the meantime, here's the overview. So it's a buyback program. We will buy back any service bill, any AC service bill up to a thousand dollars from this past summer 2021, if you paid to repair an AC, we'll buy back your service bill to $1,000. We'll buy back our service bill. We'll also buy back any other competitor's service bill. 
Have I lost my mind? Probably. But actually, we always have a program. Our price book is built in a way that our everyday pricing has some room in it for different types of promotions and things. And this is just an advertised promotion. We've planned for it. We've budgeted for it. So we can afford to go back and say to somebody who might have repaired an air conditioner, hot summer day, hot sweaty weekend, no one has units, can't get to the job for a few days, whatever. Yeah, go ahead and charge it. Go ahead and change the motor. Go ahead and do the thing for hundreds of dollars, maybe even thousands of dollars, because I can't live without AC. And they ended up spending good money after bad, and they, don't, they know it was a mistake. And they think, oh, what am I going to do? And they don't want to now buy a new one because I just spent money fixing the old one. So if I just spent $700,000, $800,000 fixing one, I'm going to hope and pray that it's going to last for, for another couple of years where I have to replace it. But if I could get my money back, if I could trade in my repair bill towards a new system, then wait a minute, maybe I would go ahead and consider upgrading my system. And that's exactly what the buyback is for us. We want to give the customers a chance to do that. So... We're going to go at everyday price. This will keep our clients, maybe our clients are in that same boat. They were upset with the fact that they had to fix a unit that they really wanted to replace, but they didn't. This will let us pick up their clients, the competitors, our guys here in our market who we compete with. If they're not offering a buyback and we're willing to buy back one of their bills to put a system in for one of their customers, well, then they become our customers. So that's boom all the way around. It also gives us a chance to really learn about the market because what we're going to do, the requirement is we've got to get a copy of the repair bills. You've got to give us a copy from your company of what they did so we know how much. That is your trade-in. That is your buyback. You've got to give us proof so we see their paperwork. We see their pricing. We see how they itemize things. We learn a tremendous amount about our competition, which is amazing as well. When we do this, I believe we're going to have... And we've had this happen with our own clients in the past. Now we're rolling it out to the market wide. We're going to get reviews. These guys came out. Not only did they get my AC running this summer, but they gave me my money back towards a new system. We're going to get some social media like, hey, anybody who has a repair bill, Griffin's going to buy it back up to $1,000. You can get your money back and get a new system like you really want it. Neighbor sites. What if we get some posts from clients and new prospects we picked up as clients that say, these guys are giving money back. They're buying your repair bills. And a couple strategically seeded messages from good clients, from people who we have as referral partners to help get that ball rolling will be amazing too. It's basically an idea like, did you do something during the hot, sticky weather that got you temporary relief, but you know it was a bad financial decision? What if you can go back in time and do the right thing? Our promo, Griffin's promo, the buyback promo, is letting our clients and our competitors' clients go back in time with us and upgrade that system. Boom. So let's see if anybody's got any questions around this program and the way Tom positions it. Drew, is there anything you'd like to add on top of what Tom just shared that maybe would be useful to anyone or everyone here? I'm pretty good with what Tom says because he's a lot smarter than I am, that's for sure. <laughs> I think he's nodding his head right now. I see him agreeing with you. Rich is saying we, we saw it. Good. I'm glad you saw it already, which is why we're doing it. Perfect. John, looks like you got a question. Go ahead. I'm going to unmute you here. Uh, or unmute yourself, John, and uh, let's hear your question uh, on this. Go ahead, John. Yeah, my question to Tom is, aside from your, your regular pricing, do you make that price adjustment prior to this going out, or 
say a month ahead. Um, thousand bucks is you know obviously is a lot of money and i know you said you made adjustments can you talk to me a little bit more about that and what that looked like sure so when we do our budgeting we budget for marketing we budget for all sorts of things but we also budget for promos so just use a round number say we budget for forty thousand dollars of promos we put that into our overhead budget and we recover that overhead all year on every call and every job. So when the time comes in typical slower seasons or a buyback program like this, while we're taking that hit off of our everyday price, which is our full retail price, so we're not padding it, we're not you know changing the numbers, our full retail, we've added it in already up front. So instead of having to take a hit on say these 20 or 30 jobs or whatever, we're literally spreading in across 365 days. And so it's like how we handle credit card fees. We don't charge extra for credit card fees. We just build that into our overhead and recover it job by job. So the tricky part is crystal balling. We don't necessarily know what promos are going to run next year, but we put a budget to it. So we, we allocate a number. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So basically you put it in your planning when you're doing your, whether sold day or sold hour. Exactly. into it prior to it coming in you're taking a wag at it of what you're going to do and then you add that and then that changes your sold day or sold out exactly so part of our sold day recovery is just going to have promos promotions in it and so if i look at the the gp on these jobs where i'm buying back yeah the gp on that job might be uh, a little bit lower but the rest of the year i have a little bit higher gp so I'm riding the seasonality curve, and it also happens to be we're on a calendar financial. So at this time of year, we've already blown away everything. So we're playing with house, house money besides in terms of already being past our break even, if that makes sense. And there's another question here for you, Tom, from Ricky. Uh, Ricky is saying, I'm assuming that you broadcast this program across other areas uh, for example, Facebook, your call center, emails, et cetera. Is that true for you, Tom? Yeah, we're always improving on that part of it. But uh, with the buyback, we do plan on doing a series of videos, putting them out, going through some networking groups like BNI and things like that, and asking them to post and share and get the video out so we can get some stackable traction with it. All right, Ricky, to answer your question there, Ron, I see your comment here, estimate costs and put it in the sold hour i think that's a statement let me know if you have a question there i'm going to move on next if there any aren't any other questions here uh, the next thing we're going to take a look at here is a november's promo and in a moment i'm going to have ashley sanborn briefly describe this piece so that everybody's on the same page and for most of us we're entering a really important period right now as consumers are switching their mindset they're thinking about in some cases surviving winter certainly not here in southern california where i'm at it's pretty nice year-round, but I know that's not true in all parts of the country. For some of you, and uh, you mentioned this on the way in as I was getting introductions from all of you, you're entering the slow season, uh, shoulder season, and so you got to do something to jolt your clients into action. And the question is, how do you do that? Uh, so that's what this campaign is designed to do. Ashley, I'm going to bring you on here. I'd like you to walk us through this briefly. And then again, uh, let's have Tom share a little bit about how he's positioning this internally and as he's doing that, I want you to ask your question so we can get those answered. So Ashley, you here? 
I'm here, Dave. Thank you. All right. There we go, Ashley. It's good to see you. Thank you for being here. And uh, just let me know when you want me to advance the slides. Just walk us through this briefly, and then uh, we'll turn it over to Tom. All right. Awesome. So as I'm sure most of you here on the phone have already finalized or in the process of finalizing this November letter, it is our eight and a half by 11 folded letter that goes into an unaddressed envelope. And it has that thicker credit card style piece gift card in it that you can feel through the envelope, which really has helped with our open rate on these. Depending on where people are located, we have a year end closeout on new AC systems or some people are promoting the preseason closeout on new heating systems. So just depending on your market, it really depends the messaging there. Yeah, I think the next, just a screenshot, a picture here of the gift cards that we're including. And then I think the last image is just a, a picture here of, so people maybe who haven't run this before could see how it folds up and where the, that card will be placed on the inside there. Very cool. Any yeah. questions, folks? Let us know. Ashley and the team are happy to answer. I'm going to have Tom again here in a second. This is about a two-minute overview here, maybe three minutes from Tom. I'll try to make sure that you don't hear the echo. Uh, again, Tom, when I looked at the implementation of this campaign, the first thing that jumped out at me in your implementation of it is that it looks like, as a customer, I could save somewhere around $4,000, which to me, when I looked at that, seemed like a lot. And so what went through my little head was, how does this work financially? How do you uh, position this within your organization so that your team understands it? Because there's a lot of value there for the consumer. So I'm sure you have an answer for that. We're gonna uh, get a hint at that here in the video. Let's watch Tom's video together here. And uh, it's about three minutes. And as he's speaking again, let us know your questions in the chat. And uh, we're gonna bring Tom on and have him answer those. Hey folks, I wanna talk to you about our November promotion this year. Just like the last couple of years twice a year we typically do a big push for end of the year and beginning of the year as the calendar turns towards november into december people are switching their mindset here they're thinking it's the end of the year they want to survive winter they want to wait till next season whatever and we start to enter what some people would call a slow season or a shoulder season and so we've got to do something to get our clients interested Something that's shocking enough moves them off center enough to want to consider upgrading their systems. So we do that through a letter with a card attached, a savings card, and the letter basically just lays everything on the line. So the offer changes, and when I get the proof ready, I'll get you the update, but we're gonna have an incredible buyback program, we're gonna have an incredible rebate program, we're gonna have some amazing extended warranty in it, we're gonna give them something for free, typically it's been a smart thermostat, we're gonna give them an extended warranty even beyond the extended warranty, so for some extra years, that's our sweet 16 warranty. Bottom line is we're gonna show them an offer that saves them literally $4,000 plus dollars. And so now here's the kicker. Again, I always ask the question, have I lost my mind? Probably, but we budget for this, we plan for this, we work it into our promotion. And so a portion of all of our jobs for the year have marketing expense in them for our overhead. And this is the time we reap all that stuff back. The key for us is we condition this when people call about that, if there are any catches or any gimmicks, the answer is no, there are not. It is based on our everyday pricing and it is based on a specific system. It's our Florida rated system. So they can't apply that savings to any system we have 
It's the inverter-based product, the product we want to sell. It's all the bells and whistles. So if they're willing to invest in their best comfort and their best energy efficiency, we're going to give them their best savings. It's a win for the customer. It's a win for our team because we can stay busy in what's typically a slower period of time and guarantee everyone's hours. And it's a win for the company because we can hit our break even, keep our cash flow, pay our bills, and stay profitable. We'll train on it, we'll script on it, we'll do all the things on it, but I wanted to give you an insight to what's coming, you're ready for it, so you can get your head around it. Any questions, let me know. Boom. There you go, folks. Thank you, Tom. Um, I saw some chatter here in the uh, back channel. Uh, John Davis said, Tom, would you do a video on Facebook with the promo? And John, I assume you're talking about this one or are you talking about the October that we had on the screen a second ago? But Tom did reply and said, we will end up doing some social posts for sure. Ron jumped in there and said, hell yeah, John, plus send it to our customers. So it sounds like uh, you're you guys are uh, thinking of some additional ways to leverage this. Ashley, I know you want to talk a little bit about dates on this. And while she's doing that, uh, please, if you have any questions on how to implement this or how Tom looks at this, either raise your hand there or drop it in the chat. Ashley, go ahead. Thanks, Dave. Uh, yeah, just quickly to reiterate, obviously, with the extra production time in these pieces, our hard, strict deadline for approval on these letters is tomorrow. Friday the 8th. And also a reminder, most of our partners here are sending to a 10-year customer list and excluding installs in the last year. So just make sure you connect with your team at the best postcards and get these wrapped up. It's a piece you don't want to miss. It's one of our best performing of the year, as Andrew has mentioned. Beautiful. Thank you, Ashley. I see John's got his hand raised. So Mr. John Davis, go ahead and unmute yourself, sir. What is your question? My question, Tom, with that, do you have your CSR talk about that when they're answering the phone once those uh, mailers hit the, the letter? Talk about the, I call it a super system. I say it's one super system. Do you have your CSRs talk about that when they answer the phone? We do not. We operate on our call center. We're like, get them, get the thing they're calling about handled as quickly as possible. And we've had some turnover in our call center, so there's some newer staffing. So we're focusing them on uh, crawl, walk, run. If one of our inside sales staff gets on the phone, then they'll have a better conversation. If the customer has any questions about things, of course, the inside sales staff will call back and, and answer it. But So we're not doing the second or third close kind of thing. I know some people do. Keith, you have a view on this. What, what's your take? A CSR's job is to book the call. I think sometimes when the CSRs are involved, they're not going to do a very good job of explaining the program, especially over the phone. I think we need to get one of our retail guys out there where they can explain it. We try to be excited on the phone. We try to let them know that it's a great deal and so glad they called, so glad they took advantage of it. But what you really want to do is you want to get your comfort advisor in front of them. He can explain the program. Not sure your system's going to qualify. We can send him out. No problem. What's a good day for you? Tuesday or Thursday, three or four. We don't let our girls talk about it. We want to get the guy in the door because he can do a lot better job of explaining it. Ron, go ahead. What's your question? Yeah, no, I agree with Keith on that. But Tom, what do you think about that? Sounds to me like that would be a great outbound piece prior to or, or even after. Did you get it? Try to hit it before and after. Which, what are your thoughts? We're working right now trying to mine the data from Service Titan to see who didn't accept 
offers over the summer, both for the buyback and the, this promo so that the end, we can do outbound campaigns saying, hey, we're following up. We just wanted to make you aware because a lot of our times our close is if they don't buy, if something changes in the future and we have some promos throughout the year, would it be okay if we reach back out to you and let you know? And so this is the let you know call, right, Ron? Like, hey, so you said if we had something going on, we just want to let you know we have this great thing coming up. We wanted to give you a preview. You're probably going to get it in the mail, but you want to get ahead of the curve. And we have a, uh, we call our inside sales staff, our inside sales rep. One of those two gals will do that. And they then could have that conversation more detailed because they're trained to have a sales conversation over the phone. They're not going to sell it. They're ultimately going to send a project manager out to survey it. But we, in those cases, we already have something done. And it would be like what Keith said, why don't we get uh, Kyle back out there to see if you're, what you need qualifies. And again, it's a no pressure situation. So they say yes. Rich, you had an interesting counterpoint there. I'd love to hear your uh, thoughts. Go ahead. Yeah, not much um, extra other than what I said for anybody that missed it. I've had CSRs in my office who, even with little to no training, have been able to outsell technicians actually working in the field. And I'm not even talking about technicians who like can't recommend options and things like that. I'm talking about this person which has, she's still with us, a way about her that she knows how to talk to people. She knows how to convey the value and put people at, at ease and isn't intimidating. Whatever it is about this person's personality, like she, she was able to do things that people in the field couldn't. I think to Tom's point, if, if you have the right personality that can do something like that, and then you can train them further and educate them enough, I think the CSRs can be an extremely powerful tool because there's just, there's uh, customers look at them different than, than a comfort advisor or a salesman in the, in the home. I think no matter what, there's just a different element there that I don't really know what it is, but I had to put my two, <laughs> two cents in just because I've, I've seen it in action. Absolutely. Well, no, that's, we want this. that. Definitely. Lou Habike, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what Rich just said. Uh, you always bring an interesting perspective. Uh, so if you could unmute and uh, just give us your two cents on that. What, what are your thoughts? Hey, I'm going to have to apologize. I got sidetracked here. I'm not certain what Rich just said. So I was out of the loop with that last comment. Yeah. Rich oh. is saying basically that he's had CSRs who have outsold their techs in many situations. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we're back on, you know, the topic, uh, an incoming call dealing with what the, we typically will deal with what the customer prospective customer is looking for. And then if we can schedule a, a retail sales rep, a comfort expert out there to be able to go into more explanation, that's usually better off for us, but we try to minimize our communication two, three minutes as short as possible, just deal with whatever they're, you know, wanting and get it booked and get the technician get the salesperson out there and be able to move forward with it. So now what's something that's going to be, I think there's a change coming. And to Rich's point, people can buy a car online. They could buy a house online. They could book a trip, go on the world online, but they can't buy a water heater. So we're going to have to evolve. So what I've been with some intelligence in the call center with aged equipment opportunities, what we started to see, just like Rich said, we have people who are better at having that conversation. And so we've shifted them from being a CSR to being an ISR, an inside sales rep, where 
if they do answer the call, they may see the opening to have a better conversation. But if another CSR tags the opportunity and says, hey, this is an aged opportunity, and the ISR can go listen to the phone call and then outbound call ahead of time saying, hey, I, I, I checked with Sally and I know you have the situation. Would it be okay if, or oh, by the way, it, and they're so good at that conversation, they can actually be the next point of contact in paving that opportunity. And I do believe in some cases they can even some stuff established ahead of time. So when the project manager shows up, he has that person's extra inside intelligence. And what Lou said, they can't be on the, the CSR can't be on the phone more than a couple of minutes, but the inside sales rep could spend five, 10 minutes talking to them and really get that ball carried down the field much stronger. I think it's to become more and more of what home services is, where people are going to demand more information before they let us come to their house. So we're going to have this bridge person in my prediction is that can have a better conversation, not to replace the guy in the house doing the sales, but to enhance and position him. Anybody agree with that? I'd love to hear your thoughts there in the chat. Go ahead and drop those in the chat. And Ron, I will, yeah, go ahead and unmute yourself. Ron, looks like you have something you want to add. Ron? Yeah, just to speak to that, a guy that, that I know, Todd Kiefer from Tiger Services, he went out and visited Ken Goodrich's shop a while back. He actually moved all his outside salespeople to inside sales. So he's actually selling systems over the phone with the technician there. He brought pretty much everybody out of the field and he's killing it with it. So what you said, Tom, is definitely happening now and they're taking it from start to finish. So I just thought that, that was really interesting. And I got to visit a shop and, and see it. It's pretty amazing. Rich is saying, this is interesting. I truly believe CSRs who have the real serving personality are so undervalued and usually underpaid. It's amazing what they can do when incentivized. I thank you for that, Rich. And Ron, thank you for your, your comment there as well. Are there any other questions for Tom or any of the other folks who have chimed in here? Ricky, you're asking, how do you incentivize? Maybe I'll start with you, Ricky's question there. How do you incentivize? So you can, it's, it's a moving thing. If they, and Lou has a really good program, actually, if they identify an opportunity and can create some magic, create a pop in, connect some dots for us, they would get a spiff when it sells. So if they didn't call in for a new system, but then somebody recognized the signs and this is a good opportunity and they go ahead and on our side of the fence, put some things in motion project manager stops by, inside sales rep, outbound calls, whatever, and creates a deal, that identifying person, that CSR can get a, get a an extra spiff, no different than a technician and a tech-generated lead. So that's one way. And I think there's also like some new metrics coming on CSRs where we're starting to track their associated dollars. So we're looking at something called blended average tickets where you have with a technician, we all look at conversion ratio of technicians, average sale of technicians, but to really see the performance of a technician, what is all of the money he's responsible for? So if he does $4,000 in billable service, and you're man, that's not great, but he flipped $30,000 of sold jobs, is he more valuable than a technician that does $6,000? To me, he is. So we're moving our metrics. The same concept for CSRs is how many calls they book. Okay, 
but what was the dollar value of those calls? And I think it's like an ROI question, Dave. If they, if somebody's more valuable that every time they book a call, it translates into $1,500, then we can reward them off of that versus somebody who, who might answer more calls, but they only turn it to $300 a call. I think we have to get more creative with our data. Yep. Ricky, did that give you some clarity there? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it gave me some clarity. I, I we, we spit them out on filling up the call board, but I, I think we struggle sometimes getting those opportunities on the board. And obviously those are some big ticket items that are ne necessary for us to, especially in the shoulder season, that gives me some insight on how to spit them on getting some opportunities on the board. What I want to do right now, since we have a few more minutes here, about 10 minutes, folks, stay plugged in here because this is the part of the conversation where you get to lead us for the next few minutes here in terms of the things that are on your mind. If you have a question, I'm going to start first with Dana, who just threw down a question here. Dana saying, can you give an example of the $1,000 buyback with sales figures? Uh, Tom, I'm going to go ahead and let you answer that one first. Go ahead, Tom. If I understand the question, it would be like, so what would be the sale amount to the client in which they could get back $1,000? So if we're selling an inverter product, it's a heat pump market, the sort of bar or the barrier for entry is probably gonna be 95 to $10,000 for just a, a swap out in that world. So they would get back a roughly about a 10% savings. Now, what's also uh, really important to understand there is we do go off our every day and every day includes financing, includes all the other promotions. So we would potentially give back. So they were probably going to get back five or 10 points in potential discounts. Anyways, this just supersedes that. So we're not going to give them double dipping where they're going to be able to trade their repair bill. And that's some of the discount they, they would get if they didn't have the repair bill and say they were a veteran or a senior citizen. So uh, I would say it's going to work out to be somewhere around 8 to 10% of, of the average sale for, for this particular one we're offering it on. All right. Any other questions? The letter that's magic that I think Lou and I spent some time together on this, but Lou might comment. You're, it's a big discount off of it, and it can't be a scam. They'll see through it. It's off your flagship product. So even if you don't sell that $15,000 system, you're in the door to have a conversation so don't think on the low end of it. Think on the high end of it. The letter should be for your home run system. So that makes more sense. You could save on a higher cost thing. Doesn't mean you can save 4,000 off a $5,000 system. Got it. Thank you, Tom. So Keith is saying, Tom's video message to the team. So Keith, I'm gonna go ahead and I just wanna learn a little bit more about that. I've asked you to unmute if you could. What specifically is helpful about that so that we can do more of that in these meetings? There's nothing worse than blindsiding your CSRs with a direct mail piece they don't understand or your technicians. I think the way Tom did that's great. We have meetings over and we talk about it, but it sure is nice to be able to go back and actually look at a video and listen to it again. I think Tom nailed it there. So thanks, Tom. Interesting. And then Ricky is saying something similar. Ricky's saying, being more transparent with your internal staff and customers using something like Tom's video. So Ricky, is this something you do right now or is this something that maybe you want to be doing? Where, where are you with videos? It's something I'm going to be doing when I hang up the phone with you guys. 
<laughs> and I was thinking maybe even doing something that we'd send in an email or market on Facebook, marketing that just, it would obviously be a little bit different customer facing. Got it. Mitchell, you're saying that running the same promos on Facebook, email, uh, et cetera. So if I understand what you're saying, you're saying that you picked up the idea of perhaps coordinating what's going out in the direct mail across the other channels to create a, a halo around your potential customers or your customers to make them aware of the promos. Did I get you right there? Yes. I'm just saying, just trying to streamline it. So if we're doing the direct mail, also trying to do it on Facebook, Marketing Pro on Service Titan, and just running some similar campaigns and just running it everywhere. Got it. Very good. Uh, let's see, Ron saying what stood out to Ron is the follow-up pre or post outbound call to mailers. I haven't really thought about it and doing it, but the conversation got me thinking. So Ron, is that something that you've done at some point in the past and just have forgotten about it? I know sometimes that happens in business or is it something you've never done? Tell us a little bit more about, about how you're seeing that. No, I've never outbounded specifically to a mailer that was going out. That's something that I'm going to start doing for sure. We do outboundings, but you basically using this or doing this, you basically have unlimited outbound calls to make. So when you're worried about outbound calls or keeping somebody busy, it's literally endless. It's just the, and I thought about things like this, uh, but yeah, this conversation just got me uh, focused on it. But yeah, it's good. Good. Excellent. I'm going to do one more here. So Daryl is saying, keeping the conversation short between the CSR and the customer and get the comfort advisor out to explain the nuts and bolts of the promotion. Daryl, give us some thoughts on that. So how are you seeing that? And, and how do you think you're going to make that change here? Daryl, go ahead and unmute. Well, it makes sense that the, uh, and I do video that uh, you send out to your people explain what the promotion is and, and we're going to do that. But I think it's important too that the comfort advisor is going to be more in tune with how to get that across to the customer. They'll be a better advocate for the customer than the CSR will be in the office. Not that there's anything wrong with the CSR knowing the program and explaining that to the to the customer, but the C or the uh, comfort advisor is going to be better at converting that into a sale. Yep. So I, I think that's yep. a good idea. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, Lou, I want to give you a chance to chime in here. Lou, go ahead. Yeah, just two things I wanted to cover real quickly. So back on the video concept, what we just saw uh, two of uh, Tom's videos that he does so well is I do mine a little bit differently. I, I kill two birds with one stone instead of an internal video and an external video. I just create one video. And it's a marketing video to be able to use on social media wherever I choose. And then we also use this in internal because it's exactly how we want our customers to understand. Like my latest one was the lifetime thermostat guarantee. So it's mm -hmm. a marketing type video that I can utilize. We also utilize it internally. When a customer calls in, asks questions, that video explains it all. So that's number one. And then the, the second thing is the closeout. I just want to make sure everybody understands the power of this. This is by far the best piece and method that I've personally ever used. And I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. There's not a lot that's going on in November and December. People would much rather spend their money on holidays, family get-togethers, the fun stuff. We don't have a big heating demand here. So mine is focused on a year-end AC closeout. But last December, I was able to attribute over $500,000 of additional system sales just to that letter. So it's really huge. Don't let that pass you by. It's a piece that's opened up, white envelope, feel the card, 
that's one of the left hand, right hand trash can. No, that goes in the save pile because they feel something might be important. I got to open it. They see the big discount card, catches their attention, and they're going to open it, look at it, and there's an opportunity there. So don't let this pass you by. It could just make your the end of year wrap up and be stellar. Fantastic. Thank you, Lou. I'm going to I'm going to read one more here from Mitchell. Mitchell says, I also find it interesting what Tom said about budgeting the promo dollar amounts. It will take me some time to wrap my head around it, but it has me thinking. Beautiful. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I know that Andrew had to drop out. Looks like I'm running the show here. So I want to give you all free mailers for the rest of the year. No, I'm just kidding. I, I can't do that. <laughs> But thank you all for being here. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I did. Ashley and team, the Best Postcards team, thank you for allowing me to convene this group. I hope you at least got a few new ideas that you can put into place in your business. I hope to see you back at our next uh, session. We need your feedback in order to continue to improve these. So if you have any ideas, reach out to us and let us know how to improve these sessions. All right, folks, thank you for this uh, time. Have a great rest of the day and we'll see you all soon. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Really quick, I just wanted to let you know, we've just opened up a texting community, which means that you can text me questions right now. And I'm spending anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes a day answering questions from people like you that are listening to the podcast. So I want you to stop and pull out your phone right now and text me at 949-506-5835. Or if you're listening to us right now on a podcast player, let's say on your phone, maybe you're going for a run or going on a walk, you can go to the description of this podcast right now, go click on it, and my team has put the number and a link that you can click on to make the process even easier for you to text me, okay? So look at that or write it down, 949-506-5835. And when you text me, just say, hello, Dave, it's you know whatever your name is, and it will add you to my phone And then it's going to shoot you back a message where you can add me to your phone and we can then talk from that point forward, okay? I'm going to be giving away tips, links to live interviews, free stuff, quotes, frameworks, training links, only things that you can get through this texting platform. And also something specific for our friends in the print and agency community. You know, we come across leads all the time for print work and agency work, things that as a software company, you know, we just don't do. But I think many of you probably want to know about those things. And we come across these leads in places that you're probably not frequenting. So if you want to be able to get those leads, I also send those through text to this community. So if that's helpful to you, pull out your phone, text me at 949-506-5835. Or like I said, if you're listening on a podcast player on your phone, you can go to the description. My team has put the number as well as a link that I think you can click and it'll make it even easier for you to text me. I can't wait to hear from you. See you later. Bye-bye.